This is Active Lehigh Valley on 88.1 WDIY, Lehigh Valley Public Radio. Good evening and welcome to Active Lehigh Valley. Active Lehigh Valley is a program that is generously supported by our friends at the St. Luke's University Health System. This program likes to introduce listeners to ways to stay happy, healthy, and active. This evening, we are excited to welcome Mark Zakutansky, the Director of Conservation Policy Engagement at the Appalachian Mountain Club. The Appalachian Mountain Club, or AMC, is the oldest outdoor group in the United States, created in 1876 to explore and preserve the White Mountains in New Hampshire. It has expanded throughout the northern U.S. with 12 chapters stretching from Maine to Washington, D.C., The AMC's 275,000 members, advocates, and supporters mix outdoor recreation, particularly hiking and backpacking, with environmental activism. Additional activities include cross-country skiing, whitewater and flatwater canoeing and kayaking, sea kayaking, sailing, rock climbing, and bicycle riding. The club has about 2,700 volunteers who lead roughly 7,000 trips and activities per year. The organization publishes a number of books, guides, and trail maps. Mark Zakutansky, you are one busy person and a Lehigh graduate. Welcome to Active Lehigh Valley. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. What, Mark, just a little bit about yourself. What exactly does the Director of Conservation Policy uh, Engagement do? I work for the Appalachian Mountain Club, and it's a great organization, as you outlined. And our huge base of outdoor recreation enthusiasts need a voice. And a voice in conservation, I help provide that voice. So as our conservation policy director, I work in both Washington, D.C. and in state houses all across our region to help make sure that decision makers prioritize the outdoors and local parks and trails for the people who care about them. So how are we doing? You think we're doing pretty good? We are doing quite well. There's been quite a bit of money across the Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and from Washington, D.C., invested in parks and trails through programs like the Land Water Conservation Fund and local open space programs. Well, we're here to talk about things for people to do and how to stay, how, how do you stay active? That sounds great. You know, and how do you, hopefully our friends at St. Luke's always want people to be active, happy, healthy, and enjoy life. And so let's talk about some of these things. What's your favorite activity? So I'm an avid paddler in the summertime and an uh-huh. avid downhill skier in the winter. But all the outdoor activities across our region interest me and my wife and my son and my dog. Get the dog out there on skis. Well, you need four of them, I think, and we haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, I've, I've seen some uh, videos of, uh, you know, surfing squirrels and uh, some pretty fun stuff. Uh, at least they're healthy, too. That's great. So let's say you've got a person who's 50 years old and they're saying, you know, my doctor says I ought to get out there a little bit more and uh, lower my blood pressure, get a few more steps in. Uh, how, does, how does a person decide what they want to do or what would you tell somebody? Well, we promote outdoor activities of all different difficulties. And whether you're an avid hiker, outdoor enthusiast, or simply somebody looking to start your outdoor adventure, uh, walking on the sidewalk is a great way to start enjoying the outdoors. And if you're interested in going on longer activities or day-long trips or walks with friends or meeting new people, the Appalachian Mountain Club has trips every day, uh, just about all year long, even during the winter. So you can meet up with other people who might be free on a Tuesday afternoon or a Sunday morning, and you can go on a two, three, or five mile hike. All of our activities are free and open to the public. So it's a great way to learn new skills, meet new people, explore new areas, 
And uh, the Lehigh Valley in this area of eastern Pennsylvania just has so many different things to do, uh, from bike riding, hiking, paddling, rock climbing, camping, uh, and so much more. When a person starts walking, do they get surprised at how much territory they've covered versus if they look at it in terms of, wow, here's two miles or here's three miles, or does it go the other way? I think everybody walks for different reasons. Uh, Walking and hiking provides physical and mental benefits. But while you're out there, you're enjoying nature. You're getting to see new scenery, getting to meet new wildlife. We also encourage community science. And you can use your phone to take observations of nature and take photographs through the iNaturalist application. And different times that animals are out in nature help our scientists understand what's happening in the natural world. So you could go down the DNL trail right here along the Lehigh River and take photographs of flowers and plants and help contribute to science. And you may only walk a mile. Or you may prefer a more rugged, long-distance experience in the Appalachian Trail. Maybe you prefer 12 or 15 miles a day. And some people like running on trails, or whether it's a flat, paved walkway, or they prefer running on more rugged, rocky terrain. So there's something for everybody out there. And uh, you can start small with your local sidewalk system, a local park, a local trail. Or if you're really looking for an adventure, there's plenty of those more difficult opportunities in this area. What might you tell a person who's 70 years old and says, I got to get more active? Go for it. Start now. No reason not to give it a go. And going outside, just breathing in the fresh air, experiencing nature is a much better experience, in my opinion, personally, than going to the gym and running on a treadmill. I would agree with you. (laughs) Is there any special equipment that people typically need or do they get introduced to the activity and then think about buying or can they rent or typically how does something like that work? That's a great question. Equipment can be a barrier to certain types of outdoor sports. It can be expensive and you may need a specialized kayak for doing whitewater paddling. You may only use it a few times. Uh, So we at the Appalachian Mountain Club offer equipment for people who need it. Um, So if you're learning to whitewater kayak, you can come on one of our instructional programs. We'll loan you a boat, we'll loan you a paddle, a spray skirt, and different equipment to get you started. Maybe it'll come to find out that whitewater paddling isn't the thing you're looking for. Maybe you want to try out rock climbing. And there's a lot of opportunities to rent that equipment or try it out for free, maybe at your local rock gym. Uh, but lots of other activities don't have any equipment needs. If you just want to go walking down the DNL trail or a local park in your community, you probably already have a pair of tennis sneakers you can use. And if you're looking for a more rugged hiking experience, getting a pair of hiking boots is not too expensive or not too difficult. And you really don't need them most of the time. Uh, The Appalachian Trail, that's not too far away from here. You could walk on the Appalachian Trail all day long in a pair of tennis sneakers and have a pretty good experience. So you mentioned rock gyms? Rock gyms, that's right. What's that? Uh, Rock Gym is a great location to learn how to rock climb or try to get better at rock climbing if you need to. It's an indoor gym where they've created a rock climbing wall and uh, you can do both bouldering and top roping. So you're either attached to a rope or not attached to a rope. The bouldering where you're not attached to a rope, though, you only climb maybe eight or ten feet at most and then you climb back down. And there's rock climbing gyms all over our geography. Uh, There's one in Wind Gap and there's one further south near Philadelphia and um, uh, one in Redding. So they're geographically proximate to the Lehigh Valley, and many of our colleges and universities have them as well for the young people. You mentioned I'm a Lehigh University alumni. I got my first taste of rock climbing right there in college and have been very interested in it ever since. Really? So where do you go to climb rocks around here? A lot of outdoor rock climbing spots in Pennsylvania. One of the most popular ones is in Birdsboro, but more local is High Rocks near the Tohican Creek in Bucks County. And then up north in the Poconos, you've got great rock climbing locations at Francis C. Walter Dam and and elsewhere. 
Uh, so lots of good opportunities to get outside and climb on some real rock if you're interested. Is it always a 90 degree angle or can you be a rock climber and get a little bit of, uh, get an easier shot at the rocks? Yeah, there's different ratings and classifications for rock climbing. Without going into detail, there's rock climbing opportunities for beginners, intermediates, and advanced uh, climbers all across the region. Um, so there are rocks that are 90 degrees or straight vertical. There are rocks that are even steeper. We call them overhanging pitches, where you're actually kind of climbing past 90 degrees. And then there's slab climbing, which is less than 90 degrees. Uh, but even within the pitch, the amount of holds on the rock that you can grab onto, so the smoother the rock, the harder it's going to be to climb. The more that the rock has big features sticking out of it, we call those jugs, makes it easier to climb that rock. So that's really determining the difficulty is how many uh, handholds there are on the natural rock. It seems frightening to me when I watch these people who are obviously very skilled climb up something that seems to have no place to put your hands. Do they look at these uh, study study these faces before they go up these rocks or do they just go up there and say let's give it a rip well i think what you're identifying is that we see a lot of videos of people who are very good at whatever sport they're interested in those people have been training and practicing for years if not their whole lives so i would encourage everybody who's listening to this program to give rock climbing a try uh, just because you see somebody clim climbing an extremely steep rock face or doing uh, el capitan in yosemite right that shouldn't scare you <laughs> off from going to a local rock gym and giving it a try yourself those people are trained professionals who have been climbing for decades uh, if not their whole lives um, so it is intimidating and cool to watch somebody doing a, a very difficult outdoor activity uh, but that doesn't mean that that outdoor activity is inaccessible or difficult for you to get started there's a place for every be beginner to get started out there and there's a safe way to start right so there you're you're supported with the uh, ropes and things like that if you're a novice and want to give it a try right that's exactly right and at the Appalachian Mountain Club we have rock climbing programs for beginners and we'll take folks that have never climbed to an indoor gym to begin, show them how the equipment works, let them borrow or harness, learn how to use the rope properly, and get them interested. And if they choose not to be interested in rock climbing, maybe they'll come out for our whitewater paddling beginner program. Once again, we're talking about the activities that are available through the Appalachian Mountain Club. And this is all very accessible for the folks who are listening to us either in the Lehigh Valley or perhaps you're listening in another state online, this is a great reason for you to come and take a look at the Lehigh Valley and experience all these natural assets that we have. Let's talk about, uh, well, we talked about hiking and backpacking. Is there anything you'd like to add to, you know, the things that you need or how do you get started or how would I get in touch with the, the AMC to uh, take a hike? I love it. A great question. All of the information that we have available on our website, outdoors.org, you'll find very helpful for getting started in hiking and backpacking. And all of our trips and volunteer-led programs are posted on our website as well. And here in this region, the Delaware Valley chapter coordinates those volunteers, and they, they just run fantastic hikes and programs. So you know if you're showing up to an Appalachian Mountain Club activity, our volunteer leader is going to be trained and equipped to manage the group and make sure you have a great experience. The other thing that we do on our local trails, including the Appalachian Trail, is provide volunteer maintenance and stewardship opportunities. So if you want to give back, not just help clean up, clean up trash, but maybe clean up trash. But if you'd like to go uh, trim trail 
the, the corridor itself, so trimming back branches and repainting the blazes on the trees. We're always looking for volunteers to help us with our trail maintenance work. And we do that work on the Appalachian Trail, we do it on the Highlands Trail and Bucks in Montgomery County. Uh, and we have other volunteer trail, trail maintenance opportunities in, say, Valley Forge and elsewhere beyond. Let's say you're a single person, older, and, uh, eh, you know, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying to find a friend or, you know, a little nervous about going out there by myself. What I'm hearing from you, or I think I'm hearing from you, is that these are kind of fun group activities, and you might run into other people like yourself if you're uh, by yourself. That's exactly right. We have a lot of people who are looking to meet other hikers, meet other bikers, just have a great time, uh, make new friends. And the Appalachian Mountain Club programs are a great way to meet other people that enjoy outdoor activities uh, and want to do it in a social environment and with other people. Typically, how long does a, does a new walk or a new backpacking adventure take? A lot of our beginner activities are half day or shorter. Uh, we also offer after work programs. Um, so short walks, short runs, short bike rides, one mile, two mile, three miles, four miles, five miles. So really, it sounds like you pretty much can help people get active any way they want to. That's right. And all of our activities are free and open to the public. You don't have to be a member to participate. Um, some of our activities charge a fee if we're camping overnight, and you know mm -hmm. we have to pay those fees, of course. Uh, but you don't have to be a member of the Appalachian Mountain, Appalachian Mountain Club to come join us on a hike. So go to the website, outdoors.org, find those volunteer-hosted activities. Come and join us one time and give it a try. So cross-country skiing, we're finally getting a little bit of snow around here. Uh, where might somebody be able to go where there is a little bit more snow if they want to do some cross-country skiing? How far away do you have to go? I love it. Skiing is one of my favorite activities in the winter. And we do have ski trails in our local state parks, but you may have noticed that it hasn't been a very snowy winter. Um, Hickory Run State Park has some of the best cross-country skiing trails, and Nescapec State Park as well. Nescapec also offers free snowshoes. Unfortunately, there has not been a lot of snow this winter, uh, but you can go elsewhere cross-country skiing. And one of our favorite places to go is in New York State. Just west of the Adirondacks is an area called the Tug Hill Plateau. And just the snowfall coming off of the Great Lakes really lands in the Tug Hill and provides an exceptional cross-country experience every winter. Uh, so our volunteers host cross-country skiing trips up to New York, and we invite people to come join us on those activities. You can find those on our website. Help me picture cross-country skiing the way you see it. When you're out there on the trail, what do you like about it? Take me to your headspace when you're cross-country skiing. That's great. And in the wintertime when you're cross-country skiing or snowshoeing, I think the winter has different sounds. When you're in the woods in the winter, there's a sense of quiet and peace. But it's not entirely quiet. You still have birds and wildlife and animals. And the snow provides an opportunity to see their footprints in the snow. So even though you may not witness a fox or different birds, you can find tracks in the snow. And I personally love that experience. And the connection with nature in winter is also different when you are exercising. People imagine that winter sports are just going to be very, very cold. And I find that's not true because when you're exercising, your body temperature is keeping you warm. So if you dress properly, I will wear the same thing I'm wearing in your studio right now out there cross-country skiing. Just a base layer and a fleece, and I'll bring uh, a winter jacket with me that I often don't even wear. Um, so that exercise really keeps your body heat going. And as long as you keep 
exercising that whole time, even if it's not too strenuous, you'll find that you should not be too worried about the cold temperatures if you dress properly. Let's talk about the water. Love it. All right. You're a, you're a paddler. That's right. And uh, what got you interested in that? It's a great story. I was looking for a summertime job when I was a college student here at Lehigh University, and I found an ad in the newspaper for a whitewater river guide. And I called them up, and I went right up to the Lehigh River, where they have four different commercial outfitters that provide rafting experiences. I signed myself up, and I have been just addicted to whitewater paddling ever since, Greg. And how difficult, or what are the different levels of whitewater? water or simply kayaking well, it's a or great paddling. I mean, there's all different types of levels, aren't there? You're sure. Not, you're not, you don't have to be a superstar to get out there and do this, right? That's right. And we have a lot of beautiful lakes and, and gentle rivers in this area from Lake Nakamixon and Beltsville and beyond that provide great flatwater paddling opportunities. So a lot of people learn how to paddle first in flatwater on one of our lakes or ponds or streams. And then the Lehigh River and the Delaware River provide the next step up from that experience. So there is a classification system for how difficult the rivers are. Uh, but moving water is just a little bit more difficult than flat water. And then once you get into more turbulent rapids, like on the Lehigh River, we have class two and three rapids. So just a short drive north of here in the Pocono Mountains, the Lehigh River is managed by the Francis C. Walter Dam that provides summertime whitewater paddling opportunities all summer long for intermediate paddlers. Uh, so a lot of folks here in the eastern Pennsylvania geography learn to whitewater paddle right here in their backyard. And then once they become more advanced, there are other rivers elsewhere across New York and New Jersey and New England that provide advanced and more difficult whitewater paddling opportunities. So let's say 55-year-old calls the AMC and says, I want to try this. What's the first thing you would tell them? Where should they go? Or should they get with one of your tours or one of your groups? Or what would you say? How do you, how do you guide them? What could they expect? That's great. Our volunteers host training programs for beginners that want to learn how to paddle whitewater kayaks. And uh, in the wintertime, we offer an indoor program where we go to a local pool. And you get familiar with the equipment by putting a whitewater kayak in a pool. You learn how the spray skirt fits on it. You learn how to properly fit your life jacket. So getting some of that out of the way in the winter can really help. And then when the spring and summer comes along, you have at least uh, the basic skills necessary to go out there on one of our beginner river trips. And we offer those trips all throughout the region from Maine to Virginia, as you mentioned in your introduction. And our whitewater paddling volunteer instructors host incredible programs and clinics for the public to learn how to whitewater paddle. And of course, then we offer whitewater paddling trips for people that are already experienced beginners or intermediates. Um, so we have a great opportunity for folks to learn that particular skill. And there are other clubs in this geography that also help whitewater paddlers. So Lehigh Valley Canoe and Kayak is, a, is another opportunity to connect with people right here in the Lehigh Valley that do a lot of whitewater paddling. Might be a good activity for somebody who says, well, you know, I'm getting a little old, my knees hurt a little bit, but my upper body can still work. Uh, might be a nice way for people to get some exercise that way. I think it is. In addition, I think what I'm excited about is land managers, and by that I mean people who run parks across our region. They're starting to really think about outdoor accessibility. So what do we need to do to make kayaking more accessible to a larger audience? And for example, at Nakamixon State Park, they recently installed an accessible kayak launch ramp. So imagine somebody that may be in a wheelchair that's looking to do kayaking. They're going to have a hard time getting into a kayak and then launching their boat into mm -hmm. the waterway. This particular launch ramp has 
a feature that allows them to just scoot from their wheelchair into the kayak and they're above the water line at that point. And then they can very easily, using their hands, lower themselves down into the water. So not only are you correct that kayaking is a great opportunity for people that you know may have mobility challenges, but a lot of our land managers and the Appalachian Mountain Club who provided funding in part for that project are excited to think about new technologies and new ways of thinking about outdoor recreation to make the outdoors more accessible to a much larger audience. So if you become a member, which has some dues, you're a nonprofit and the money goes to help programs like that, right? That's exactly right. Uh, membership is a great way to support the work of the Appalachian Mountain Club, and that work includes our conservation work, as I mentioned earlier. It also includes making the outdoors more accessible and thinking about ways that we can encourage more people to begin their outdoor recreation journey. One thing I saw on your website was sea kayaking. Cool. So how does that differ from what is it? How about that? Great. <laughs> what is it? Well, we talked about beginner kayaking on ponds and lakes. Whitewater kayaking and sea kayaking are a more difficult um, skill to learn. Uh, whitewater paddling and sea kayaking both have more risk in them, but that risk can easily be managed. Um, so sea kayaks are longer kayaks that are usually narrower. And because of that, they can go quite fast and cover long distances. So they're usually used for open water paddling. Uh, so open water would be bays, oceans, estuaries, areas where you're crossing large geographies of water from point to point. Uh, and sea kayaking is a, is a great way to experience areas of the ocean or marshes in the ocean where you really wouldn't be able to access them otherwise. So think about migratory wildlife or the birds that you're going to experience when you're deep way back in a bay or an inlet or a marsh. And a lot of our sea kayaking trips explore the coast of New Jersey or the coast of the Delaware River. Uh, and the pictures and photographs and experience from our sea kayaking trips is a very rich, uh, very immersive experience. And the wildlife that you might experience on a sea kayaking trip is probably quite a bit different than you might experience on a lake. That's exactly right. And I think even more so when you're participating in non-motorized outdoor recreation. So if you're in a sea kayak and you paddle over to an area where birds are nesting or resting along a shoreline, um, you're not introducing a motor or an engine that might scare them off. So your ability to really connect with nature is much different than it would be uh, if you were visiting those areas in a motorboat. How many people from the Lehigh Valley do you think learn these skills, learn how to do something, and then pursue them on a vacation? I mean, it's really, for example, sea kayaking. Boy, you can take that anywhere, can't you? Well, that's exactly right. And I think across all these outdoor recreation um, options, Starting at home, starting here in the Lehigh Valley, learning to rock climb at a local gym, learning to sea kayak in a pool, and then trying it out on a local pond gives you the skills and experience, but it also gives you the confidence to then go on a vacation or a trip, or maybe you'll even design a trip to go to a destination like Costa Rica, where you know you're going to have exceptional hiking and wildlife watching opportunities, but you're also going to have a chance to go experience the coast and go sea kayaking. You'll have a lot more confidence to go book and schedule one of those vacations if you start your outdoor journey uh, at home here in the Lehigh Valley with the Appalachian Mountain Club, or you know, just looking at the skills and experiences you'll find out on our website. So my guess is if you go to the website, and then you experience some of your trips and some of your activities that you offer when you go to other locations outside of the Lehigh Valley, 
you probably have a different view of a mountain range. Or if you're in Florida, you might look at the ocean a little differently. You might look at it as something that you might be able to actually participate in instead of view. That's exactly right. And we didn't touch on it yet, but the Appalachian Mountain Club also offers overnight camping experiences. We have lodges all across the region, 23 different locations that we run. The one closest to here is the Mohican Outdoor Center in the Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area. So this is a full service camp. If you've never been camping or you'd like to experience uh, the Appalachian Mountain Club's camp, you can go there with a tent or you can borrow or rent a tent. We have cabins if you'd prefer to stay in a cabin. And then we also offer programs at those locations. The Mohican Outdoor Center is located on the Appalachian Trail. So if you're looking for an overnight experience, a weekend experience, or a week-long experience, you can come find one of our camps and cabins, uh, and we have great programming there as well. Let's talk about the person who thinks they might like to camp, but they're just not sure. Maybe it's a little bit too rustic. Love it. What is the biggest surprise that a a new camper might discover? I think the connection with nature tends to surprise people. Folks think about the natural world and sometimes have fears or concerns. Uh, Maybe it's bugs. Maybe it's the sounds. Maybe it's other uncertainties. But giving it a try and experiencing nature, oftentimes I'll find that people tell me, how much they could calm down their mind, relax themselves, de-stress, reconnect with the world. And I think the the positive experience of connecting with nature uh, oftentimes is not just surprising, but overwhelming. And it begins a passion and a love and a relationship with people to the outdoors. Plus you build a campfire, can't you? That's right. Campfire, s'mores, lots of great experiences. There's really nothing like going to sleep uh, with the, the smell of the wood. It's really an incredible uh, opportunity to experience something different. I think uh, if you're a little bit hesitant, at least give it a try once, right? That's right. Give it a try. And if you'd like to come to one of our locations at the Mohican Outdoor Center, for example, you can have a tent camping site. You can stay in a cabin. You can have a campfire. We'll make it extremely easy for you Uh, in order to be able to enjoy that outdoor experience. Mark, we have just a little bit of time left. Uh, Let's touch on bike riding. Great. So bike riding is a great activity in the Lehigh Valley from mountain biking trails to the flat trails that follow our rivers along the Delaware and Lehigh. Uh, One of our most popular volunteer-led activities are bike rides. Um, The views and experience of riding your bike along the Delaware River uh, is just almost unmatched. Um, The Delaware River is wild and scenic, designated by Congress, and historic in many areas with beautiful villages along the way. Uh, our bike riding trips are uh, very popular and uh, very accessible. Bikes are relatively easy to come by and you a can lot rent of folks them, have right? them. You can rent them. There's bike share programs as well in the geography. Uh, and we're working with a lot of other nonprofit partners to expand trails all across the region. Uh, in Bucks County, for example, a number of years ago, we recently participated in helping to open the Upper Bucks Rail Trail, so a brand new extension, the Saucon Rail Trail, and excited for more trail opportunities in the future and more connections. Anything else you'd like to tell us about the AMC uh, as we wind down here? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I love the conservation work that we do, and that involves working on our trails and giving back, but it also involves being an environmental steward at home 
and speaking up for the issues that you care about. So I do hope your listeners will think about activities like recycling, leave no trace when they're out in the woods. So cleaning up after themselves and making sure that the next person to visit the outdoors is going to have a wonderful experience as well. And contacting elected officials to talk about the issues that your audience cares the most about. Leave it like you found it. What's the website again? Outdoors.org. Get active, Lehigh Valley. Mark Zakutansky of the Appalachian Mountain Club, thank you for being on Active Lehigh Valley. Pleasure being here. Once again, a big thank you to the St. Luke's University Health Network. They generously support this program. I'm your host, Greg Caponia, and you are listening to WDIY 88.1 FM. If you'd like to listen to this program again, go to WDIY.org, or you can go to the WDIY app, which is free and available on all platforms or listen on your favorite uh, podcasting platform. Once again, this is WDIY 88.1 FM. Have a great evening. If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.